Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How is you, King? Do you know what? I'm going to bypass it because I'm wearing a suit and it's, what, half eight at night, so mm-hmm. clearly I'm not doing great. It's been How, a long day, has it? It's super long. How are you doing? Because you're not sat on the least comfortable leather chair <laughs> ever. Because I've got a this new sofa. This is nice, yeah. A new yeah. sofa in the yeah in the in bachelor's the King's, mansion. King's yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, very nice, mate. Very nice. That's it. Except I'm a lot closer to you than I was last week. So classic four seater sofa for one. Yeah, <laughs> the bachelor's life. The old corner. Okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, mate. Good. Thank you for a much more comfortable place to park my derriere. That's it. That's it. You're welcome. And so is your derriere. I am now part of the sofa. It's so so cushiony. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about, a, well, not a completely packed slate of games. There were six teams on the bye. But, uh, there were. We've got a week eight review to do. And it was a very special week as well, King. Oh? Because we had the free agency trade deadline day happen we did have the trade deadline day for sure so we're going to be ringing the bell for some trades as the uh the show goes on okay so rather than bore everyone should we should i blitz through some of the games and give some cliff notes and then we'll go wholeheartedly into the impact of these trades i think we'll, we'll definitely delve into some trades Ooh. but maybe at the end of each uh each review anyway because we've got we've got some games not having to talk about you know some we've got three games that weren't didn't happen that's true i'll get it out properly in a minute but, yeah uh, you know what i mean i can't wait for like, that there's three less games <laughs> Me neither. Um, I think we've got time to get it all in. I think all we right. can we'll give it a go. All right then. And as we always do, King, mm-hmm. we bow down to logic, and we're starting on Thursday night. Love that from you. Yeah, a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. Thursday night in Baltimore, where second-year running back Alex Collins ran for a career-high 113 yards. He did. And Baltimore returned two interceptions for a touchdown in the most lopsided shutout in their franchise history. Congratulations, Ravens. Yes, which is so rare for you to say. (laughs) Well, wait for it. In the midst of one of his best performances of the season, which isn't saying much, (laughs) Joe Flacco was hit high by Kiko Alonso while starting a slide at the end of an impromptu run. Flacco's helmet flew off his head and the 10-year quarterback appeared wobbly as he struggled to his feet. Yeah, and I feel bad at, at this moment for how many times over the last two years I've said I really like Kiko Alonso (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with that he was flagged for unnecessary roughness providing Baltimore with a first down and ultimately turned it into a touchdown yeah we you know we had this Anthony Barr discussion last week yeah 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 let's talk about this one about hitting the quarterback late and I said Aaron Rodgers probably do that myself Mm. Flacco it's Flacco who cares (laughs) just let Ryan Mallett in (laughs) no one cares um yeah, tough one. Slide one's a real difficulty. Also, and I'm not trying to. It was a it was a nasty hit, a little bit late, but the slides are real difficult. It was a solid contact. Let's let's put it that way. God, was it with his head? <laughs> there are some uh, some pictures that you can see on Twitter, for example, where they kind of freeze frame bits where it looks bad. Yeah, but when I watch the play in real time, I. He stays upright quite a long time. I'm not I'm not being a Steeler fan here. Yeah, just been a football fan. Mm-hmm. He's he left it very late to get from vertical to 45 degrees when Alonso hit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's quite tall, so he looks like he's he still is, standing. And, and this <laughs> is the point I'm going to make. He is the worst slider, and I don't mean in so this it's game. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> he uh, maybe it's the purple outfits. I don't know outfits. Yeah, oh my god, it's Halloween! I've just said outfits. <laughs> 
I can't even remember what they're called. Gear. Kits. I don't know. Kit, Jerseys? Yeah. Uniforms? Uniforms. Wow, I'm having a beast. Um, but seriously, Flacco, over the last couple of years, I have sort of highlighted as being the worst slider in football. Mm. He's horrific. He's absolutely... The only people worse are people that wear knee braces, who then slide and forget <laughs> they're wearing a knee brace. RG3? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But no, Flacco's terrible. He is massive as well. He and as is. you said, don't stay upright because ultimately they're gonna if they see you not quite slide, they're gonna dive. Yeah. It's that simple. It's, you know, maybe they'll get an incidental contact. In this instance they absolutely smashed him. But um yeah, a little bit late, but yeah, it takes him ages to get down. So Yeah. Kind of feel for Kiko Alonso and obviously feel for Flacco for getting injured. But see Harbaugh got right up in Alonso's face after that. Yeah, on the sideline. I don't. I don't mind that from a coach. To be fair, yeah. if you think your quarterback was deliberately hit, like, would you be annoyed if Tomlin Maddox? did that? Yeah, you'd be annoyed if Tomlin got oh, in the face. Oh no, that. I thought you meant if uh, if that happened to Roethlisberger. No, okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's quite cool. You need your thing. coaches. You're going to players to rally around players. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, they demolished the the Dolphins. Didn't they? <laughs> it wasn't great, was it? Uh, there was a 63 yard interception return by CJ Mosley and a 50 yard pick six by Jimmy Smith. So yes. good play by the the Ravens defense. Yes, yeah, Smith's been fantastic this season for the uh, for the Ravens. He's been a real standout. Mosley, I think, leads the league in tackles, or is at least in the top three. Um, he's had a good season. Although that was the slowest interception return I've ever seen. He he was getting yeah. caught by linemen. <laughs> well, the ones that could be bothered to track yeah, back exactly. <laughs> but no, it was um, good plays on both on both sides. Mosley's real instinctive linebacker, real yeah. good leader as well. So he's he's. Um, you know, you can't say filled the void of of Ray Lewis because that guy's a Hall of Famer. But it's um, he's certainly come in and led the defense, which is what they need. I think the Ravens need an inside linebacker who can who can dominate, and uh, and Mosley's filled that void, so that's good. But yeah, the Dolphins, and obviously, I know we're going to talk about the trade deadline later. Of mm-hmm. have seen what they've got, and they've uh, they're not happy with it. So <laughs> let's let's get rid of some of this. So yeah. we've got to ring the bell, King. Yeah, we've got our first trade with the first game. We have, yeah, and that was. Running back Jay Ajayi yeah. has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles in return for, get this, a fourth round draft it, pick. Crazy, right? Whew. Do you mean a, a pro, guy... A pro bowl running back. A guy who got the pro bowl last year and ran yeah. for over a thousand yards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fourth rounder. Who's on a rookie contract solid, He's a solid fourth rounder. Is he, <laughs> is he on a rookie contract? Down in about <laughs> nine pounds an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, still for them initially. This they're in win now mode. He also his contract does run out at the end of the season. Yeah, but um, as it's does him Alge- and Jarvis Landry, isn't it really? And well, and this is the thing: Jarvis Landry apparently was on the trading block as well. I was trying, but for a first rounder, mm. and there was a couple of teams interested. And Ryan Schefter per ESPN said that once teams found found nice out they wanted a first round pick for him, they stopped. They didn't even bother phoning. Ow! For Jarvis Landry, he's a very good player. But it's probably a second round pick. I, I he's don't know, got good hands. I don't know his contract situation. If he's uh, got a couple of years on a decent deal, he's probably worth a first rounder. But mm-hmm. if he's not, and he's on tidy money for one season, you don't want to take the risk. So I, I kind of get that. But going back to Ajayi, yes, pair him up with Legarrett Blunt. Yeah, team, <laughs> they team. can now roll a J and the Blunt in uh, oh. Philadelphia. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad I set you up for that. Yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that. I quite enjoyed it. I can't laugh because I need to carry on. <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> yeah, he, um, yeah, he's an excellent player. As I said, what was it two weeks ago when they rush him over th- twenty times in a game? They yeah. they've won every game so far this season. Unfortunately, he's oh, well. an, he's an emotional guy. 
Jarvis Landry is an emotional guy. Mm-hmm. Adam Gaze, an emotional guy. <laughs> it's too much emotion there. Too much emotion there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not always the best thing when you've got a lot of guys who are who are sort of emotional, yeah. passionate, egotistic players um, that you have more on the same team. I think that's kind of why Des Bryant's lasted so long in with the Cowboys because Garrett's emotionless. And, well, they turn uh, the emotion chip off. Yeah. So. Well, they have. Yeah, yeah. The robot. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And Tony Romo's just, you know. Gone. What are you talking about Tony Romo? No, but I'm just saying, Tony Romo previously was, um, you know, was fairly comfortable, arrogant, but at the same time, in a in a sort of comfortable, confident way, rather than just pure arrogance. Yeah. And um and Prescott sort of taken that over as well. So mm-hmm. that actually that dynamic works quite well with that kind of. You player. can't have too much emotion in the dressing room. Absolutely, but Landry, Gaze, and and uh, Ajayi. I, I, by, all, by the sounds of it, it wasn't working particularly well. So I mean, he might have been a Pro Bowl run about last year, but it's been a tough start to the season for Jay Ajayi. He's only got 532 total yards and zero touchdowns in this campaign. He has. So, And I think this week was his longest run, and that was 22 yards. Yeah. So he's not he's not been fantastic this season. But I guess you can point to the O-line as well. And They've had real troubles for an O-line that looked like sort of a young emerging team with, with Tunsil playing immensely well, Pouncey... Yeah. When he's healthy, as as you know full well from from his <laughs> brother, um, isn't always the case. Um, they look like a team that was was going to thrive and and sort of build upon, be a run first team, and and be really difficult to play against. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, they're yeah they've been in turmoil this season on the O line, but I I don't think that's necessarily a true reflection of how talented Ajayi is and no and potentially how well they do with the Eagles because the, the the difference is you've got Jay Cutler under center for the for the Dolphins and. You've got an MVP candidate in Carson Wentz. No, I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying you've got to stay true to the pass yeah. when, when you're playing against the Eagles because he is such an offensive weapon, Wentz. Whereas Jay Cutler, frankly, you can load the box and you know if he beats you, he beats you. But he's not going to beat you every time. No. Whereas Wentz has is, is genuinely got the ability to do that. Yeah, so my last point is, okay, that even though we think it's a really good pick and the calibre of player he is compared to the draft uh, round that he's been given up yeah fourth for sure he's, he's no way just a fourth round pick no great value yeah how okay do you think he's actually going to be able to do uh, or get out of the kind of funk he's in at the moment with the Philadelphia Eagles they haven't got a great track record with, with running backs mm-hmm. if you look at LaShawn McCoy he's certainly playing a bit better now in Buffalo mm-hmm. and DeMarco Murray didn't work out after being a pro Bowl running back he's now playing better in Tennessee mm-hmm so do you think he's going to be able to come in and actually do an awful lot to that offense, which seems to be reliant a lot on Carson Wentz? Um, yeah, I do. I think, firstly, um, some some good points there. Thanks. Some, <laughs> good, some, good, some good points. <laughs> it sounds like a huge but is coming now. But, yeah. Um, I think absolutely they're reliant upon Carson Wentz he's hugely talented yeah. but because of his talent they are actually f- what people don't realise is the Eagles are fourth in the league yards per game rushing with 129 per game that's ridiculous that's so, a lot more than you think when you look at the highlight reels and stuff yeah yeah I completely agree but they are still lighting it up on the on the ground mm-hmm. um, which I think is what's freeing up some of the openings for, for Wentz certainly earlier in the game but the one thing he will add is he's just so talented. So I think he'll add another string to the bow offensively. 
Um, he'll make teams stay truer to the game. And plus, if they're rushing for 129 yard, uh, yards per game with Blunt as the lead back, yeah. <laughs> Ajay's, Ajay, even just as a one-two punch, he adds, he adds another um, option offensively uh, rather than just smash mouth football. Yeah, he's he is absolutely physically imposing, but he's also a bit more shifty, straight line speed as well. He's faster than Blunt. But but to touch on LeSean McCoy, you, as you mentioned, it's I actually think he played as well in in Philadelphia as he did with Buffalo. But that was during the Andy Reid era, mm. um, and I think that made a big difference because once they changed, they they wanted to change the dynamic of their offense, which was downhill, where he's just an incredibly shifty guy. Yeah, and uh, Demarco Murray wise, Lane Johnson actually had a suspension that year for for PED use, uh, and he's their best offensive guard. We touched on why DeCastro was so influential for for Le'Veon Bell within the Steelers rushing offense a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely, um, and Lane Johnson, their their sort of best offensive guard, he's quality. He's amazing, but he, uh, you know, due to that suspension, I think that really that heavily sort of hampered Demarco Murray's success within that within that team we also as well need to factor in the when you have over 300 carries no person's rushed for over a thousand yards the next season so no. he um you know he just fitted within that essentially as well so there are other determining factors but i just think Ajay's another weapon to add to a team that's in a win now mode who's on a rookie contract um who's who's you know going to keep defenses truer Mm. to the run game despite knowing that you know the likelihood is they're going to get torched over the top by by an, an immensely talented Carson Wentz well this is a win-win then super let's move on then because we talked about this for a while have we ever have we ever <laughs> right let's move on to Sunday morning then okay where Case Keenum threw for two touchdowns and Kai Forbath made four field goals mm-hmm. as the Minnesota Vikings defeated the Cleveland Browns 33-16 to at Twickenham Stadium uh, in the last of four home games held this season in London Yep, Adam Thielen, who we all love, had five catches for 98 yards and a touchdown for the NFC North leading Vikings, who trailed 13-12 at halftime. That's the first time the Browns, who are 0-8 for the second consecutive year, have claimed a mid-game lead this season. That's an incredibly awful stat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Case Keenum was the first player to appear in two games at Twickenham. He finished 27 of uh, for 43 and 20, 288 yards. Mm-hmm. Sean Kaiser, meanwhile, completed 18 of 34 passes, 179 yards, and didn't throw an interception for the first time this season. Oh, good for you. So there's progression. Yeah. Um, other notable player, really, was Jarek McKinnon, 122 combined yards and a touchdown. Good game for Jarek. For sure. Um, any thinking about this game? I mean, it was the ironically the closest out of all the uh, London games this year. The only one that wasn't a blowout or almost a blowout. Yeah, uh, yeah, good game. Good for the Browns to actually sort of impose their will on a team for at least half of half the game. game yeah. Well, three quarters, to be fair. And, yeah, and they, that was without Miles Garrett and Joe Thomas. Yeah, they're two best players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was all right. Thielen's... <laughs> Thiel- I don't want to say. Thiel- I know. <laughs> Thielen's amazing. Um, Case Kinnam, as I said, they need to start him for the rest of the season. I think he's established himself within the locker room there that you can see he's leading He's leading people. Mm-hmm. I've got an interesting stat for the game. Go on. Did you know that Lenville Joseph is one of only three players to get a sack in every one of his first eight games in the season? Ooh. Mm. I know the other two. Do you? They both play for the same team. They do. <laughs> so I've already... You know I know the answer now, don't you? 
No. <laughs> it's the Cowboys. No. It is. It's not. It's the Colts. In, in all their starts? First eight starts of the season. Oh, okay. Well, one of them is a, is a Cowboy. No, the two I'm talking about are both Colts. What? Yeah, Robert Mathis. Yeah. And whoever the other one was. What about Demarcus Lawrence? He's got at least a touchdown in every game. Not a touchdown. He hasn't got a sack uh, in every game. Sack in every game, you know what I mean. He hasn't got a sack in every game. He has. Not so far this season. He's had two sacks in one game and missed one. Oh, we're going to get into semantics here. Let's let's move on, shall we? Who's the other one? Robert Mathis. Who was the other one? David Irving. No. In all of his games he's played, he's got more touch, uh, more sacks. Damn it, touchdowns. More sacks than uh, than games he's played. Mm-hmm. But Colts-wise, who was the other one? Robert Mathis. Who was on the other side? It's going to really annoy me now. Wait, what? I thought about this earlier. <laughs> oh, well, Freeney. Freeney. That's it. Dwight Freeney. Well done. Yeah, they're okay. the only other two. Um, what year are we talking about now? Nah, probably 2003. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're making stuff up now, King. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> didn't think that's that free. No, you didn't. Uh, yeah, it was an alright game. Vikings are better team. Thought they'd win. They did. It was a bit of a foregone conclusion, wasn't it? Faux show it was, yeah. Uh, and we've got to ring the bell as well, because there's a trade. Cleveland's <laughs> offered the second and third round pick next year for the Bengals. AJ McCarron. Oh, wait, hang on a minute. No, no, no. Stop the bells. Yeah. Because it's the Browns. And... Uh, even though the Bengals agreed that trade and sent the paperwork with five minutes to spare, due to disagreements between the Browns' personnel and coaching departments, the Browns' side of the paperwork did not get sent in time. Is that the official line, a disagreement? That's the official line. Because the unofficial line that I'm hearing is they were celebrating the trade and forgot to send an email <laughs> slash CC in the NFL. That is genuinely what I'm hearing. Is what, that what you're hearing? There's two stories. One is they were celebrating, didn't have time, and sent it in How too late. celebrate the- AJ McCarron? Because he's a quarterback that they've not had for 25 years. <laughs> but the other story I'm hearing is that they did send the email, but did not CC in the NFL. Okay. So it did not confirm the trade. Well, so I think, as I've just reported from the Associated Press, they reckon there was an argument between personnel and coaching as to whether they should even do that trade. Well, yeah, I don't agree I with... I don't agree with the trade. I think they've done them a favour, actually. I think they've the done NFL themselves a favour, because a second and third round pick for a quarterback who... Yeah, won two national titles with Alabama. But we've talked about McCarron before. He's so average, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the A stands for Aubrey. Yeah. He might, though, have the fittest girlfriend in the NFL. That's the only thing I'll say. That's, mm. like, the only real passionate thing I've got to say about Adrian McCarron. He's done well. Is how well he's, he's <laughs> punching. Yeah. She, was, she became an internet sensation when he was in the national title game. Because the oh, cameraman yeah, kept going to her, didn't yeah, they? yeah, and the commentator made a couple of <laughs> made a couple of comments. Mm. But um, yeah, that's the only thing I can definitively say about Adrian McCarron. Yeah, I think they've, I think the Browns have uh, had had a bit of a lucky break here. Mm. Surely there's something better next year they can go for with a second or third round. They could they could give a second or third round to move up into the first, couldn't they? For sure, you could. Yeah, with the first round pick, that's inevitably going to be one of the higher ones. Yeah, you could. Well, ask the Browns. You, uh, ask the. Uh, <laughs> it's the Browns, isn't it? No, Bears. Ask the Bears. You can absolutely use a second and third round pick to move up to the second pick in the draft. So it's. Uh, yeah, they, they can definitely do that. Mm. Uh, there's a genuine risk they're going to have the first pick anyway. So they're going to have the choice of yeah. anyone they want. Well, yeah, because uh, other teams are making moves in the right direction. Yeah, have they not got extra first round picks as well? They've got another first round pick in this year's draft. We'll have to have a look into it, but I think they've got multiple. Yeah. I, I think. I think they got one from the. Um, from the Texans well let's talk about Sunday afternoon's games then King mm-hmm. and 
well, the foregone conclusion really was the San Francisco 49ers against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And the Eagles overcame a slow start on their way to a sixth straight win. The 49ers are now 0-8 for the first time in their franchise history. The NFL leading uh, Eagles, yeah, they are NFL leading. Yeah. Yeah, they got the foregone conclusion with a 33-10 to win on a rainy Sunday. Wentz was 18 of 32 for 211 yards and one interception. He threw a 53-yard touchdown pass to Orshon Jeffrey and a one-yard touchdown pass to Zach Ertz. The second-year pro leads the NFL with 19 touchdown passes, the most by an Eagles quarterback through eight games. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And he's already got five touchdown passes of at least 50 yards this season. Six is the most in the season in Philly history. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. It, it was... Uh, well, I'm not sure what odds you could have got on the, uh, the 49ers win this game, but no. they wouldn't have been worth it. No. No. Um, Should we move, do we want to talk about the game at all, or do you want to move straight on to the trade? Uh, I'll talk briefly. I think okay. we, I think we watched the MVP this season. Well, you said last week you thought he was the MVP. I said last Are week you, I it, thought he was the best. Now that Rogers is down, I thought he was really the best count? quarterback in the NFC. Beating the 49ers doesn't make you more of an MVP, does it? I just think it continues to solidify his status as the out-and-out MVP. Because it's been such an up-and-down season, he's one of the only consistencies within that. Um, I think that the the only other person really who's competing from a quarterback standpoint is Brady at the moment. And I think that Brady is... There's there's kind of this stigma of inevitability with him. He's, he's that good that he puts up these kind of stats every year, whereas Wentz, there's been such a disparity between his rookie season, which by all accounts was a success, to his sophomore year, where he's just been, you know, as I said, arguably the best quarterback in the league. Um, but with the worst receiving core? Not anymore. Not anymore. No, I mean, he, last season. Last season, he had the worst receiving core. For some reason, Nelson Aguilar stepped up. Mm-hmm. Similar to Marquise, I, think, I swear it's a USC receiver thing. You do thing need where some you time just... to get used to stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, but it takes you a couple of years. The only one that's a difference for you from a USC standpoint is Juju Smith-Schuster, who's Ching. who's uh, <laughs> who's hit the ground like, yeah, <laughs> he's just hit the ground running. But I've never heard you make that noise before. There King. you go. I thought I'd do it. Nice. I thought I'd do it. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's been immense. Wentz has been immense. There you go. Unintentional run. I think you've overlooked someone who could actually be the MVP this season. What, Fletcher Cox? <laughs> well, Fletcher Cox is a great player, but I think there's a rookie quarterback who's actually staking more of a claim in tougher games. Nah. More consistent as well? Well, he's not not less consistent, is he? No, no, no. Can getting, I ask you a couple of questions? the wins that they weren't to, getting last to, season. To argue my point, can I ask you a couple <laughs> of questions? Here we go. Would you say DeAndre Hopkins is top 10 receiver in the league? Yes. Have you drafted Will Fuller in your last two fantasy drafts? Yes. Does that mean you rate him? Does he <laughs> yeah. throw to both those dudes? He does now. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Just check him. Does, uh, Just does check. your quarterback have one of the top four rushing attacks in the league? Not that you would have known. <laughs> yeah, but you just told me. Not so. that you would have known. Well, that explains a lot, doesn't it? it does. That must help. That must help. Well, it's because they run the ball in the four quarters. Oh, uh, not the other way around. Well, not they're establishing the run. I think the Houston are in the top ten as well. But who's counting? <laughs> who's counting? We're having the quarterback off now. Not really. I absolutely love him. Thank I, you. I really like Sean. I like your shout, but I think Wentz is... is uh, I think is, you're overlooking the rookie who just had a, a more impressive game. He I'm had, not overlooking. We I know got you can only game. beat what's in front of you, but the 49ers is not a challenge. We've not got to that game yet. 
Oh, no. I'm going to wax lyrical about Excellent. Deshaun Watson, <laughs> but I think Wentz is the best quarterback in the league. Let's talk about another quarterback then. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo. Where the Patriots have given up a second round pick and the 49ers have what could be a franchise quarterback. Yeah. So let's pretend it's not Jimmy Garoppolo. I just want to see okay. if you think this is a good trade. Sure. So he was drafted with a second round pick, which he you, was. you corrected me about actually. So that's good from you because I normally, draft wise, I'm normally switched on. I you are, it was a yeah, third yeah. round pick. But he was 62nd pick in the second round. Yeah. This is going to be higher than 62nd, right? <laughs> yeah, well, probably, yes. Probably, <laughs> based on their start, yeah. <laughs> and also, also the factor is the complexity of Kyle Shanahan's offense. Like, he... But he knows Kyle Shanahan's offense. Does he? Well, he was the, he was the uh, coordinator, wasn't he? What, Garoppolo? Yeah. No? Shanahan's the coordinator for the... Falcons. Falcons didn't he ever do Patriots or was that no, just no that Gase? was Josh McDaniels oh was that okay and the then, other and then Gase. the other young the other one the other young prodigy offensive genius guy oh I got my skinny white offensive coordinators you, mixed up you Sorry. always get those guys mixed I do. up <laughs> yeah they look the same to me <laughs> which is super liberal of you thank you I um <laughs> I no he, he doesn't know his offense but there is similarities in the sense that the New England offense is incredibly complex as well. So at least we well three yard dump offs. Are they complex. know. Oh, there we go. <laughs> they um, he knows. He can clearly digest a, an offensive playbook. Yeah, yeah. Check or at least down. a mumbled one. If check, better check, check down, down, down. <laughs> But he um, no. I think I think that's a really solid pickup. I think it's a shrewd bit of business for both teams. Frankly, yeah. Garoppolo's at the on would have been a well, free agent at the end of the season. Hmm. They're retaining a second round pick for what was a second round pick and actually gaining value because it's a slightly higher second round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a win for them. They've mm. retained Brian Hoyer, who they're comfortable with, who understands their offense, as a backup, which he's is absolutely the Matt what Flynn, it should be. The, the Patriots. But he's a solid backup, actually. He's just not a good starter. Um, so Hoyer's there now, three-year deal. He just signed today. And he did. But Garoppolo, I like. He's shown me things... I actually watched highlights of his two gig games he started for the Patriots. <laughs> did you really? I did. Okay. Today. Yeah. And um, He doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't. But there's one thing he does do, which not a lot of players do do. And it separates... <laughs> you said do-do. I said do-do. And <laughs> it separates sort of the weak from the chaff, frankly. It's, um, he... There was a specific interception, uh, interception uh, touchdown pass he threw where he looked off the safety and threw up the seam to the tight end. Mm-hmm. And you can see him the whole time going through reads. Mm-hmm. Every play. I mean, yeah. this was. But it was that one player went, oh, that's a real good throw. Yeah, He's used his eyes to work off the safety and thrown an absolute laser. Mm-hmm. But every single player I saw him go through, one, two, three, through his reads, and it was fantastic to watch. Which, besides Deshaun Watson, who you've just mentioned... There's not many rookies that go through their progressions. No. And that, to me, is hugely encouraging from, uh, encouraging from a 49ers perspective. And if you so, look at his stats from college, because we haven't got a lot to go on in the AFL. No. There was always consistent progression. There were more touchdowns every season and less interceptions yeah. as he went through his four seasons uh-huh. in, in college. So this then leads me on then to the uh, the baity question that I've got for you. Yeah. Has Tom Brady inadvertently doomed the Patriots? No. If they if they have missed on Garoppolo, if he does turn into a franchise quarterback, yeah, I they, think he will. And they don't, and they they whiff on 
So let's say, how many more years has Brady got? In, I know that he three tops. eats a lot of avocado. Three tops. Three tops, okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say he does three more years. Brian Hoyer is the backup for three years. Yep. And Brady plays at his ish level, maybe 5% less each season. Yep. Still gets the, the wins enough to get through the playoffs, but they don't win another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gets into the three years. Mm-hmm. Brady finally admits he can't do it anymore. Yep. Brian Hoyer's not got a contract. Well, who cares about Brian Hoyer anyway? Mm-hmm. But they haven't drafted a QB that's as good as Garoppolo has become now in San Fran. Yep. You get to that point where you start, oh, you, like the Browns we talk about every week. Do they talk? Do they look at Carson Wentz? Do they look at Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Yeah, what I'm if sure they, they do. Don't, yeah. It's so rare to get that franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. What if they've whiffed on this quarterback now and they never get it back again? Yeah. they Has he, by holding on for so long, has he inadvertently stopped this heir apparent from coming forward? I... Just, Taking over the, you know, just continuing the the conveyor belt. Yeah. I think you're you've made a v- com- completely valid point, and probably Whoa! probably the answer is yes. But the <laughs> one one thing you need to factor into this, Jim, is mm. if so, five percent a year, fifteen percent less of Brady, still a top ten quarterback. Well, did, I said that. Yeah, I'm saying no. I agree with you. Five yeah. percent less. That's, I yeah. used your example. 15% less of Brady now is still a top 10 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Look at Peyton Manning, who won a Super Bowl, was yeah. 95% <laughs> less. So I still think they've well, got... I mean, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to have chances to win Super Bowls. They're in a win-now mode. Um, they always are. And the other determining factor is, will Belichick be there beyond Brady? Exactly. And does he care then? If he, oh, yeah. if he dings the franchise beyond three years... Probably not. Mm-hmm. And do you know what Rob Craft care? No, because this is a league that means, and this is why I get frustrated because my team, the San Diego Chargers, and I'm saying San, San Diego, Diego Chargers, Chargers, I'm saying San Diego Chargers <laughs> are pre- they, We just always finish between seven or well, the last few last few years outside. Well, outside the last few years, we te- always finish between seven and ten wins. Which meant we always got a mid-round draft pick, but never quite quite got to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was so frustrating because it meant we always got average players and didn't get the real elite guys that then could push us forward. You look at Carolina, first round, first overall pick, get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, you look at these teams that have done it, and uh, even the Broncos. The person who won them Super Bowl was Von Miller. He was the fourth overall pick, Texas A&M. Yeah. Yeah. There's examples to be made there. Mm-hmm. So. That frustrated me. I think Rob Craft will go, do you know what? We'll take our little dynasty era we've got and we'll move forward and uh, we'll probably be rubbish for a couple of years. But I trust that Belichick has educated the people around him to draft the right people and uh, and we'll go and we're going to go and win some games. You look at McDaniels, even though he got slated and, and sacked quite quickly from the Broncos, he drafted Demarius Thomas, who was a perennial Pro Bowl receiver. Mm-hmm who no one had seen run except go routes when he was at Georgia, like, community college or wherever he came from. <laughs> it was Georgia something, I think. Yeah. Georgia Tech, maybe. Yeah. And and Tim Tebow, who everyone slates and said he couldn't play quarterback, and I'm not bashing on the Steelers. He got It led him to, what, what, five in a row and then beat the Steelers in a playoff game. Yeah, he won games. Yeah. I'm sorry. He didn't draft that badly. He only had one <laughs> draft. And his two first-round picks, one led them over a really talented Steelers team, and the other one's a pro bowler every year at receiver. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? He's, I, I think Kraft will be like, well, he's educated these people. They'll draft correctly next time. 
So no, or maybe not. Yeah, I think he, I think he's doomed them for the next. Maybe if Garoppolo turns into a, a, an all pro, then absolutely he's doomed mm. them the next sort of four or five years. But I don't think either Belichick or Kraft, or it's certainly not or Brady. Brady, Brady doesn't care. <laughs> no. But I don't think anyone really care that much. Let's move on then. For sure. Let's finally move on. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the Saints and the Bears, shall we? Drew Brees completed twenty three of twenty eight passes for two hundred ninety nine yards against the Bears defense that ranks six against the pass. Yep. And the New Orleans Saints beat the Chicago Bears 20-12 to on Sunday for their fifth straight win. Mm-hmm. Running backs Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara each ran for touchdowns for New Orleans. Ingram finished with 99 yards, from including 75 on the ground. But his two late fumbles kept the Bears in the game into the final minutes. Kamara had 76 yards from scrimmage and 48 receiving. Mm-hmm. Chicago had a touchdown overturned on video after... Zach Miller's 25-yard catch, I'm starting to wince already, Yeah. during which the tight end's leg bent unnaturally, in air quotes, as he landed. He broke his leg, is what It happened. was an instant dislocation uh, diagnosis, but Miller was then rushed for emergency surgery to stop artery damage. Miller recorded 20 receptions for 236 yards and two touchdowns through the Bears' first eight games of the season. He's second only behind Tariq Cohen for the most targets on the team with 35. Um... It was a horrific injury. Yeah, and they didn't. They didn't count it. Well, no, because he did. He did fumble the ball. It did. He didn't keep possession. Yeah, but he had. Possession. I don't want to be harsh, but he had possession for long enough to then go. My God, my leg's broken. He got one leg down. Oh, and don't be. A, don't <laughs> oh. be. Don't. You know be what I mean? Like he, he was rolling on the floor. Had it rolled over, carried it, then went. No, Ow, my leg. No, when his second, it was. It was really weird because it wasn't the first leg. Usually, when you've jumped up for something, I don't your like first watching leg this buckles. Stuff. I don't like watching it this stuff. It was the second leg. It, he, the, the right leg hit, and it was fine. And then the left leg somehow slid forwards and then crumpled. And, yeah, I don't and then, to, yeah. And so then, then he, he the loses possession. No, he loses possession on the way down. Because oh. I wasn't actually watching his... The first couple of replays, because it was live on Red Zone, I was watching his... I was watching the ball the whole way down. And I can understand why he let go of the ball on the way down now. Because then, then I looked at the replay showing his leg doing the, you know, the can-can. When the rest of him was doing the can't-can't, you know. It was horrible. It was horrible. But unfortunately, if Austin Safari and Jenkins can't get a touchdown, then Zach Miller ain't getting a touchdown for that either. You can't get a pity touchdown just because you lost your leg almost. Lost your leg? <laughs> If anyone loses their leg in a catch, give them the touchdown. I'm sounding really harsh right now. I'm not trying to do so that. So harsh. I know. I, look, Zach Miller is a great tight, a really nice uh, guy. Good, very solid tight end. You know, just not solid legs. Not so. Oh no, you're starting. No, I'm not. I wasn't saying that at all. I'm just saying what you. I thought you were about to say. No, because I was you're not. Being an no, animal I'm trying to grow out of this segment. <laughs> I've just dug myself into it. No. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm digging myself out. Okay. Right. I'm gonna dig upwards. Okay. <laughs> So you... Zach Miller has had a good season. I just noted some of his stuff. Look, okay, but this is in his third season with the Bears, right? Miller had a career plagued by injuries. He didn't record a single offensive stat from 2012 to 2014 due in part to injuries, and he's never played in the full 16 game season. Yeah. So he's but no you're... stranger to the medical bench. But I want to know again. You don't think it was a catch? <laughs> it wasn't a catch. It wasn't a completion because you have to hold the ball through the the entirety of the catch, whatever they call okay. it. Okay. Okay. What if you I understand can't why he get didn't. two feet down? <laughs> oh, he did get... He got two feet down. Okay. But that's not the rule, is it? The rule that no one understands is about holding a catch through... Look at other... We can talk about other catches, can't we, that never were. Megatron's catch. 
Which one? You know, the one where he got, <laughs> he got out of the back of the end zone, didn't he? And they said it wasn't the catch because then he threw the ball down. Yeah. Because he didn't hold it through the completion of the movement or some rubbish, you know. Yeah, he's celebrating, yeah. Yeah. So, so you saying Zach Miller was celebrating and that's why you're no, not the catch? Come on, let's move on from this. This is horrible. I don't want to talk about this You're injury. horrible. Look, I hope, I hope he gets better soon. But maybe he doesn't play another game. Ever? Well, maybe. I mean, look at what he's gone through. I wouldn't play a game. He's lucky to save the leg. Adam Schefter reckoned that there was a chance he could get amputated. Maybe that's just a journalist playing fast and loose, but... If you sever an artery, it's real tough. Yeah. Super tough. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. I like Zach Miller and he's definitely done well for the Bears mm-hmm. so it's a massive loss for them and it's what he does you know um, in the facility so it's not just on the field he's a bit of a leader are you saying he can't get around the facility now? oh my god <laughs> I don't know how you've how you've done this King but we're not going to talk about his injury anymore right we're not doing it okay. let's talk about the Chargers and Patriots <laughs> let's move on to more fun things <laughs> Oh Tom yeah, no, this sounds great fun. Yeah, let's talk about Tom Brady, shall like, we? A team you hate against a team I really like, <laughs> and they what beat the Patriots? Oh, yeah, so. yeah, you really like the Patriots. <laughs> Tom Brady passed for three hundred thirty-three yards and a touchdown. Stephen Goskowski added four field goals, and the New England Patriots held on to beat the Los Angeles Chargers twenty-one to thirteen on Sunday. Los Angeles got on the board first when Melvin Gordon found a seam on the outside and rumbled down the sideline for an eighty-seven-yard touchdown run. But the rest of the game was marked by Los Angeles' mistakes and inability to move the, f- the ball offensively. Uh, for example, Travis Benjamin muffed a punt inside the Chargers' 15. Recovered. Do you need to grin while you're saying all these <laughs> what? things? I'm just, I expect you to jump in and talk about them. But, uh, no, you keep yeah, going. So he muffed a punt inside the Chargers' 15, recovered it and retreated all the way to his own goal line <laughs> while trying to reverse field. He was wrapped up there by New England's Brandon King and tackled in the end zone for a safety. <laughs> Well done. Can you talk about Zach Miller some more? No, <laughs> New England got its lone touchdown via a two-yard toss from Brady to Rob Gronkowski in the second quarter, and the Patriots went only one for four in the red zone. But oh. yet again, it's another week, King, mm-hmm. where I look at the Patriots in the red zone, and Gronkowski somehow is uncovered. Yeah. What is going on? I think teams... I mean, Hogan was already out with a, with a bad shoulder, so shouldn't he be triple teaming this guy? Yeah, but I think what they try and do is they try and do the whole make sure you touch him at the line of scrimmage. Problem is, he's so strong and powerful, he knocks them all over and yeah. runs into the end zone. Yeah. And it's incidental contact within five yards, especially when you've got a five foot ten cornerback trying to punch him in the face. Mm. Yeah. Um. Anyway. That's, that's, 70 second, that's the 70 second passing touchdown for Brady and Gronk. And it's the most touchdowns among any NFL duo since Gronkowski entered the league in 2010. Yeah. I probably, he loves it in the red zone. I would have guessed that. <laughs> Other than uh, Melvin Gordon's touchdown run, the Chargers were quite on offense in the first half. They only ran 19 total plays. By comparison, the Patriots passed the ball 26 times in the first two quarters. Yep, good stat. Do you want one more stat? Yeah, go on. Melvin Gordon's 87-yard touchdown matched the longest-running Chargers history. Paul Lowe had also had an 87-yard run against the Dallas Texans in 1961. Love it. Good stat. Thanks. <laughs> Good stat. Yeah. So, uh, another Patriots win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you finally got a loss. You've been wanting a loss for a while, haven't you? 
You yeah. kept, kept winning and kept getting annoyed about it. Yeah, so. we did. Um, Bose is our best player by a country mile. I know everyone's talking about Ingram, and Ingram's great, but yeah. Bose is our best player by miles. Okay. Miles, he's our best player. He's absolutely brilliant. And that's all I'm going to say about us. Patriots are the Patriots. It are, it It's so easy for them. Mm. And I, I don't understand it, Jim. I do not understand. I could play wide receiver for them and catch for 60 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Every other game, which is what they tend to do. I don't understand how they do it. Like, you look at some of the great teams. You look at... You're probably the most talent-rich on offense team. The Steelers. You've got the likes of Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. That's right. Yes. Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Him. Juju. Juju. We'll just call him Juju now. Yeah. There's a genuine risk of me having a real faux Yeah, Juju. And uh, obviously Le'Veon Bell and... Martavis Bryant. No, he's on the practice squad. Um, but there's, you know, there's some... You, you're talent rich. And when you lose key players, you tend to struggle on offense. Honestly, it does not matter who Brady's thrown to. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Mm. And you talked about the Gronk stat. Gronk's injured five games a year, every year. And he's still the... They're still the most potent duo yeah. over that period. It's it's yeah. astounding, actually, just the numbers they put up. With cast-offs. Well, yeah. Chris Hogan, I mean, was just a Bills knockoff, wasn't he? Yeah. Edelman was a Penn State knockoff quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. <laughs> Danny Amendola, he was just an injury-played uh, St. Louis Ram. He was indeed. He was indeed, yeah. It's just... It's... Rex Burkhead was a third-string running back for the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's mad. God damn it. <laughs> Absolutely mental. So, yeah, hmm. it's, um, that's one... They're the two things I'm going to point out. Bose is an animal, and uh, and the Patriots are bewildering. I want to go to the squeak of the week now, which squeak was... Uh, of the week. Colts against the Bengals. Yep. Which we all predicted was going to be a hold-your-nose game. Colts-Bengals. Yeah. Carlos Tunlap batted Jacoby Brissett's pass into the air, grabbed the ball, and ran 16 yards to the end zone for a game-turning touchdown on Sunday, rallying the Cincinnati Bengals to a 24-23 victory oh. over the Indianapolis Colts. The defensive end excels at swatting away passes. He led the NFL lineman last season and changed the game with his third course, sorry, third career score. It's because he's a ladder with arms. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Tickle. He's absolutely huge. <laughs> He is massive. Yeah, he is. He is obscenely large, though. Yeah. He's so tall. <laughs> Even next to Gino Atkins. He looks big, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, just massive. Good play, Carlos. Yeah, it's a shame for the Colts, because Brissett's second touchdown pass put the Colts in position for a soothing road win. Instead, Dunlap snatched it away with 6.58 left, putting Cincinnati ahead to stay in the game, uh, featuring four lead changes. I can't go over the fact you said soothing. I feel like I'm listening soothing. to a smooth jazz description Ooh, of this game. Nice. <laughs> Colts tight end Jack Doyle had 12 catches for 121 yards. Finally, he's catching balls, yep. including a 13-yard touchdown. Adam Vinatieri kicked three field goals for the Colts and moved into a tie with Gary Anderson for second most points in NFL history with 2,434 total points. Who's top? I don't know. Oh, no, we'll actually. find out in a couple of weeks when he smashes that as well. 
that's what happens when you're 44 years old and you're still going you're going to be hitting some uh, hitting some uh, career stats yeah for sure so yeah it was a back and forth game was (laughs) do you want to say anything about this game King it's got no implications at all does it no it doesn't really none Um, it was alright AJ Green is either really good or really bad and it's incredibly frustrating because he he could be in the conversation with Antonio Brown and Julio Jones yeah but he's not because he's too inconsistent and it's super frustrating and he's also drafted ahead of Julio Jones weird super weird yeah hindsight is a wonderful thing isn't it super (laughs) hot yeah super wonderful Um, yeah and um, I'm quite liking this Mac Gore one-two punch with uh, a running back with yeah yeah I didn't have enough of saying one-two punch last week when I said it four thousand <laughs> times. So I'm going to keep going. Um, yeah, those two together, I, I, you know, it's um, it's nice. Max really good on the sc- in the screen game, and and Gore seems to have got a new lease of life after having a underwhelming performance last year. So yeah, um, yeah, that's about it. needs to sort out his. He's holding the ball. Still too holding long. the ball. Yeah, yeah, you he's can see it under too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. Let's go on then, talking about Julio Jones. Let's go to the Falcons game then. Faux show. East Rutherford, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Where fumbled snaps, dropped passes, and the big-time drenching had both squads trying to find their footing. But the Falcons stayed themselves just long enough in the driving rain to slide past New York Jets 25-20 to on a soggy Sunday afternoon at MetLife Stadium. <laughs> I can't get over how many puns I tried to get as many as possible in there. <laughs> Ryan threw touchdown. Why did you say air like you're Canadian then at the end of it as well? I was going on to the next sentence. All right. No no, no gaps of noise in the podcast, all right? Ryan threw touchdown passes to Austin Uber, eh? And (laughs) Mohamed Sanu to help the Falcons end the three-game skid uh, all to other AFC East teams. What do you think about that? (laughs) Ryan, who finished 18 of 29 for 254 yards, fumbled four snaps from centre Alex Mack and lost two of them. We, was pretty what's hilarious is Bleacher Report have done their mid-season awards and Alex Max the centre oh they haven't <laughs> oh that's embarrassing yeah uh, the Jets missed a chance to increase a 17-16 lead early in the fourth quarter when Chandler Catanzaro not again missed his second field goal of the game going wide right on a 40 yard attempt, 48 yard attempt it gave the Falcons their best starting position of the game at their own 38 and the Falcons took advantage mm. they did it was a horrible game by the weather standards. Mm-hmm. It was just... I'm surprised they did any throwing in that, that weather. But, uh, they did. Yep. And the Falcons, as I think you predicted, King... I did predict. ...came out with this win. Who are they playing? Jets. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, walked straight into that one, didn't I? So, yeah. come on, you got anything to say about this game? I don't know. Which Jets? Was it the Winnipeg Jets? Because <laughs> you're obviously Canadian. Or was it? <laughs> uh, was it the New York Jets? Um, they, yeah, uh, super weird game with the old drops of the snaps. Mm. Half of them didn't even make it into Ryan's. Hey, it wasn't like he was just they're slipping out. It's just an odd thing. Um, yeah, the the Falcon ultimately talent will get you by in games like this. When when the conditions are terrible, it it comes down to execution and talent. And frankly. The execution was was on the Jets' side, but they just had a lack of talent. Um, mm. Anderson had a fantastic game. 
Great catch in that game again. Super good catch. Glad I picked him up off the old waiver wire. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's um he played immensely well. Um he's had a really good season so far. He's he um he's adding to not just being a deep threat. Um he's actually his route running in the red zone is gonna be a real impact, I think, moving forward for the Jets. So that's a real strong sign for them. Mm-hmm. Um and uh for the Falcons they just these errors, they just need to smoothen up their game unfortunately they're um, you know the the loss of Shanahan's means that they're not they're, they're, they're much easier to defend uh, that's just obvious the mm. the playbook's not as varied it's not as creative um, and because of that you're seeing the the inadequacies that we've seen previously from, from Matt Ryan yeah um, but they just need to tighten up they can't afford to be having what was it four drop snaps you said yeah yeah two of them were re- turned over yeah t- t- that's ridiculous you you shouldn't expect to win games they they were lucky that it was a real issue with the the, the conditions as they were mm-hmm. um that their talent shone through so they should uh they should frank that sometimes this can be the catalyst for for them moving forward it's a sign of a good team when you a lucky you win. win you win when you win rubbish games so uh hopefully they can kick on from this got to, uh, ring the bell again king okay. because the Jets have traded a fifth-round pick for 49er cornerback Rashad Robinson. Okay. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> I actually don't. I actually. Do you know what? I don't know that much about him. So I, no, yeah. no. Well, I think the 49ers weren't too bothered about this. No. So well, I'm so, I'm shocked they're trading anyone because they nearly they <laughs> barely could put a team together for the end of this game. Yeah, which tells you a lot about Rashad Robinson, I think. Yeah, it does. And a fifth-round pick. So I mean, the Jets they do need some more help in the secondary. Yep, they've got their safety sorted out, but after Revis and uh, Cromartie gone, yeah. So you never know. Maybe Rashad Robinson's got a, a change of pace there on the other side of the country. I don't know. Fingers I don't crossed. Know. I don't know enough about him. Sorry, guys. Good luck, Jets, with that one. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fifth round, you uh, take the risk. For sure. Yeah, yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Uh, let's go on then to Ask that Miller. <laughs> oh, what? But you just wrote that, and I just read it. What? Arsat Miller, that was your joke. <laughs> I never said that. Who are they going to believe, Jim? I never said that. You just never, bashed never said, him. Never said it. I didn't bash him. I'm not giving the guy a touchdown, all right? He didn't catch a touchdown. <laughs> right, Cam Newton threw 154 yards and one touchdown. And wow. Carolina's defense didn't allow a touchdown for the second straight week, helping the Panthers snap a two-game losing streak with a 17-3 victory over the now officially struggling Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, sir. The Bucks have now lost four straight, King. Mm-hmm. Panthers forced three turnovers by Winston, limiting the Bucks uh, to Patrick Murray's 41-yard field goal in the third quarter. And Julius Peppers sacked Winston in the second quarter, forcing a fumble and moving ahead of all of Hall of Famer, I should say, Chris Dolman, for fourth on the career sack list with 151. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Good for him going home as well. Back to the old team that drafted him. That's always nice. Super nice. Was he the first pick they have in the expansion? Okay. He... First, first round? I don't know. I think he was. I don't know. Possibly. I might just find out a random stat. But Defensive uh, ends do tend to get picked up quite quick in the expansion. Yes, they do. I, I think, well, he's immense, even if he wasn't. But, um, yeah, fantastic. Good pick. <laughs> Super good pick. This... Sh- this game evidenced two things to me. Mm-hmm. One, the Bucks absolutely, as you've touched on, are struggling. 
they're not executing similar to the to the falcons just they're a bit more experienced than the bucks so uh occasionally players can step up and do something um so that's a real worry for them they need to bring in some experience we've seen what that can do with the jags this year the likes of claire's campbell they need to get some more experienced guys from elsewhere that have had playoff experience, have won games, know what to do when they're you know down and out. So mm-hmm. I think that that's one key thing. I think the Bucks need to address in the off season. Yeah. The other thing is this: there is a glaring weakness with this offense with the Panthers. What was Cam Newton's stats? One hundred and fifty-four yards and a touchdown. So was he, was he playing running back this week? <laughs> Uh, says quarterback on the uh, the awesome awesome that this isn't on Cam Newton all all he can do is is you know execute the plays that are being called Um, and the fact he didn't turn the ball over uh, is a good sign so I'm not going to knock Cam Newton at all here the the stats stats are appalling for a quarterback (laughs) but he uh, it's not necessarily his fault this Offensive game plan and the plays they call it, uh, is so archaic. It's like, right, we're going to change our philosophy in the draft. We're going to take two shifty players mm-hmm. and we're not going to put any plays in there for them. And every time McCaffrey touches the ball, it's a first down. Every single time. And it's fright. Well, they put it in the right areas for him rather than make him, oh, yeah, we'll go, we're going to go power with a five <laughs> for eight white guy. Really? Really? That's your plan? <laughs> No, don't do it. They never saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They um they need a more creative offensive mind to come in and assist with the development of Cam Newton because frankly he's regressing over the last couple of years and his attitude stinks on occasion. Yeah. Um and those occasions are becoming closer and closer together. So they need someone who's going to excite him because he's got all the talent in the world and that's why I'm so frustrated with him and why I bash him regularly. But I think actually, if he was stimulated, tough love. It is tough love. But if he was stimulated, I feel like he has the attributes to be an elite quarterback. So they need to get someone else in. Yeah, doing the, they're the two things that were evidence in this game. Well, again, you're right. I think Thank a new you. offensive coordinator would be a help. Mm. North uh, Turner, someone. North. North Turner is oh, a creative North. offensive. He's a creative offensive guy. He made Philip Rivers into a perennial pro bowler and Ladanian Thomas into one of the best running backs in the, in the league ever. He made Ladanian Thomas, did he? He, he created plays that allowed Ladanian <laughs> Thomas to be that good. Okay. I mean, the Panthers did put the game away in the fourth quarter. They intercepted Jameis Winston twice with Mike Adams' pick leading to Newton's 25-yard touchdown pass to Kelvin Benjamin to make it 17-3. to And Mike Adams going off again. Here we go. Panthers have traded Kelvin Benjamin to the Buffalo Bills for a third and seventh round picks next year. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills who are in dire need of wide receiver help. Well, they've been picking up every wide receiver they can get their hands on. They've actually done quite well at wide receiver, but they need a difference maker. Is Kelvin um, Benjamin that difference maker? No. <laughs> Not in my opinion. Aww. Not in my opinion. Oh, I like Kelvin Benjamin. Do you? Yeah. All right. He's not. Obviously, he's not the quickest. Which is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> but, like the Mike Williams that you picked up in the first round this year, he is a first round pick. Yeah. And he's a possession guy, you know. If you throw the ball up, 
Yeah. There's a chance he's going to get it. There's a chance. There's this a, is the problem with more Kel- than 50% chance he's going to get it. Yeah. The the difference is Williams was always going to be a first round pick because he, right. caught, he caught anything thrown in his vicinity. He did. Yeah, he did. Do you know what Benjamin did in college? He caught some of the stuff <laughs> thrown in his vicinity. Ow! <laughs> and it's still the same now. I like those odds. <laughs> it's still the same now. He's a big body guy who can absolutely set the world on fire when he's on when he's on point. The yeah. problem is he makes some terrible catching attempts, mm. which always end up on the deck. He has been in and out of injury reports for a while, though, as yeah, well. Yeah, has he broken his hands, or is he not? I don't know, because it looks like it a lot. So maybe over perspiring. I like him. I think he's a good addition, and I think there's value in what was it, a third and a seventh? Yep. I'm not mad at that value. I think he's a talented, a- talented guy. Yeah. But he's a number two receiver. He's not the difference maker thereafter. My opinion. Okay. Do you agree? Um. Well, like I said, I like Kelvin Benjamin. I think if he was used properly. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I don't like? What? I have a real issue with it. Unless your name's Michael Vick. I don't like it when my quarterback is faster than my wide receiver. Ah. Ah. Okay. Well, he's still got that problem in Buffalo. Huh? He's not as quick as Tyra Taylor. That's what I'm saying. That's what I have an issue with. <laughs> he's not as quick as Cam Newton, is he? That's a... No. <laughs> No. Let's let's go to Buffalo. Shall Would Antonio we? Brown be as good as he is if he was slower than Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> it would make it more difficult. There we go. That's my argument. <laughs> let's go to Buffalo, where rookie Bills linebacker Matt Milano scored on a forty-yard fumble return on a rain slick field, and Buffalo forced four turnovers in beating the Oakland Raiders thirty-four to fourteen. Yeah, I for sure didn't call this. Ow. One. The Bills' defence dominated despite missing two starting defensive backs and two days after trading its highest-priced player, defensive tackle Marcel Darius mm-hmm. to he'd Jacksonville. Only, he'd only started two games, though, this year. I oh, know, but it's still the highest-paid player. Yeah. To yeah. Jacksonville. Mr. So they big picked stuff, up another yeah. big money move. Uh, the Bills... He is a big money move. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Let's see if he has any uh, fire in the tank. The Bills continue relying on an opportunistic defence, which has forced three or more turnovers in each of their past four games. That's amazing. And the Sean McCoy had a season best, 151 yards, and also scored on a 48-yard run. So, as good as he's been this season, this was the creme de la creme of the Sean McCoy. Yeah, he was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And what the hell's happened to the Raiders? I don't know. And I, I pick them because they're so talented. And the, which is rare because, well, not rare, sorry, rare for me not to pick the Bills. <laughs> yes. Because I like the Bills. I've you liked the Bills, the Bills for two or three seasons. Mm. I always pick the Bills, except yep. against the Raiders or against the, the Seahawks at home or <laughs> against the Patriots, wherever they are. Yeah. Them's be the rules, Jim. And I didn't listen to my rules. <laughs> you got burnt. And I got burnt by the Bills. So good for them. Good win. Real solid performance on both ends. That stat about the three turnovers is just fantastic. That's mm-hmm. why they're winning games. Yeah. It's, um, you know, you're, they're creating turnovers. And they're not just creating them in the red zone and stuff st- Stuff in plays. They're also... What they're doing, they're doing it in a real good way where if someone feels like they're, they're getting these drives going and they get into the opposing half just in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, turnover. <laughs> <laughs> Shit up. Yeah, you've got absolutely nothing for this. 
Do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, we drove 80 yards then, we did really well. At least, oh, we just turned over right at the last minute. It's like, we did halfway. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so demoralising. So, yeah, it's um, fantastic for the Bills. Excellent displays on both sides, frankly. Taylor's playing well. He's, he's doing what he normally does, which is mm-hmm. nothing too exciting in the past game, but doesn't necessarily turn the ball over. And, uh, you know, and they and they just give the ball to Shady and he does what he does. Yeah. And then they've got, I think they've got probably a top five kicker as well in uh, Stephen Hauschka there. So there's yeah, even more consistent. A, that was a great addition for them. Getting those points up. Yeah. How they, uh, how they managed to steal him from the Seahawks was, uh, was pretty impressive. It was, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, fantastic. And, uh, and they're in a really good place. They've got some solid draft picks based on trades they made this, mm-hmm. this season. So things are on the up and up for Ooh, the Bills. Yeah. Exciting times for their fans. Yeah. Maybe they can get to and, four and some... Super Bowls and not win one. <laughs> Ow. I was going to say maybe some, some some future fans might be quite happy about that as well. Are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you. <laughs> if they move, we'll you, see. I can't deal with. Are there any rumours they're moving? There's no moving that Buffalo. No, maybe they're in consideration. <laughs> I want to talk about. Well, I'm probably going to say the best game, at least of the week. I think it probably was the best game of the week. If you say the Steelers, the the Pittsburgh sitting. <laughs> No. Russell Wilson hit Jimmy Graham for an 18-yard touchdown with 21 seconds left, his second touchdown catch of the fourth quarter. And the Seattle Seahawks rallied for a wild 41-38 win over the Houston Texans on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Wilson finished 26-41 of for a career-high 452 yards and four touchdowns, King. Mm -hmm. Watson was nearly the equal of Wilson, uh, throwing for 402 yards and four touchdowns as well. It was a stunning performance by Watson against one of the best defences in the NFL. He, th- he threw touchdown passes of 59 and 20 yards to Will Fuller, a two-yard to, to Lamar Miller, and a wide receiver screen that DeAndre Hopkins took 72 yards for a score with 5-1 left to give Houston a four-point lead late in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Shall I keep going with stats? Keep going. Well, actually, the only thing I will... Oh, no, we'll talk about the trade we'll in a bit. About- I'm going to train a bit. Um, okay, Hopkins finished with eight receptions for 224 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he had a great game. While Fuller had five catches for 125 yards and two touchdowns, Fuller continues to amaze since he returned from a collarbone injury that kept him sidelined for the first three games of the season. Since 1991, King, no player has made seven touchdown catches in fewer total receptions than Fuller. He now has seven touchdowns on 13 receptions this season. He is so fast. <laughs> 13 catches and 7 touchdowns yeah I, I, do you know what? I, I, I brushed over that because I can't even comprehend how impressive yeah, that that's, is that's ridiculous but he is so fast yeah yeah he is so fast I was just a he year out ju- on my uh, rookie of the year didn't I? the the second um, well they're not rookies in the second year Jim but whatever um, the that's what I mean second year <laughs> so I was a year out my sophomore of the year yeah. um, my um they, he was jogging on the second touchdown because mm-hmm. he didn't think he was going to get the ball. No, and then he went oh, and then seemed to move ten feet in half a second. He's impressive. He's so impressive. Yeah, he's so impressive. I know. I know. He yeah, super impressive. Did you know this is the first time Russell Wilson has won a game where the opposing team has scored thirty points? I didn't. Well, no one really puts Jim. up those points against the Seahawks. Jim, this is the first game that Russell Wilson has won <laughs> where the opposing team has, has got he? 30 points. Oh, I think I heard that somewhere. There you go. 
Thanks, man. No worries. That's a little staff. Yeah, I've got some other, nuggets as well. <laughs> other, let's have some multiple performances on the other side of the ball. So Tyler Lockett, six catches for 121 yards. Yep. And P. Rich, Paul Richardson, six catches, 105 yards, and two touchdowns. Yep. That boy was lighting it up. He was. First time since the Super Bowl. He's a, done anything, really. <laughs> done anything. <laughs> He's done anything with his life, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well done. Pretty Rich. much. Pretty much. Yeah, what a game. game. We we saw two Super of the best game. teams in the NFL duking it out. Yep. And uh, you yep. you and Patriot Mark both picked the Texans in this game. Mm-hmm. I tended to agree with you on this one as well. And you tried talking me out of it because I always pick the Seahawks. I'm just being contrarian when it comes to picks. So, But you do always pick the Seahawks. But uh, they could have easily gone the other way. You know, they, they hung in the game and I was... I did bench Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller for this game out of my fantasy team. Oh, awesome. Didn't matter. I won anyway. I'm still top of the league. But the point is, <sighs> I was expecting it to be a tough game against that Seahawks defense. All right? So, <laughs> look, listen, right? So that should have been a tough game for that offense. The rookie or, rookie uh, quarterback. Okay, he's done great so far, but this is the Seahawks. This is We're not playing around now. But to put up those numbers, I've got to start him the rest of the season now. Yeah, why if he can do that, starting him every week. Well, I've got Dak Prescott as well. <laughs> why are you not starting Deshaun Watson? He's thrown more than three touchdowns in every game. Yeah, I know, but he was coming against the Seahawks. So, so stuff can happen in the in the clink. Bad things can happen to a quarterback. Yeah, but they've got a plethora of talent. Yeah, I know. Have you heard of this guy, Will Fuller? Yeah, he's on my bench. Yeah. All right, <laughs> he was for that game. Uh, yeah, Deshaun anyway, Watson. Won. Is, Don't worry about me. Deshaun Watson's fantastic. I really liked that Richard Sherman took some time to actually tweet mm. about his mm. thoughts on Deshaun Watson. Mm. I just don't think his timeline's accurate. Okay. Did you see the tweet? He said it was the best rookie quarterback he played against. No, he said in a couple of years. He'll be up there with Aaron Rodgers and Tom oh. Brady as a, or he'll be a top five quarterback. Essentially, is what he said. So you think it's not a couple of years away? I I think it's right now. Because wow! I don't know if anyone's looked. <laughs> Does Rodgers play for the Packers at the moment? No. So Rodgers in there. Brett Hundley. Wentz is the guy. Mm-hmm. Brady, the guy. Yeah. Who else has been the guy? Smith this season. Breeze is playing pretty well. And then is there anyone else you can chuck in there ahead of Deshaun Watson? And frankly, I think Deshaun Watson's ahead of two of the people I mentioned. Yeah. Or maybe at least one of them. So let's say he's fourth best quarterback mm-hmm. so far this season. Mm-hmm. So he's fourth. Does that... He hasn't had a bad game. All right. Even if Rogers is healthy, he's fifth. Yeah. Is that put him in the top five, though? I don't think he was trying to have throw shade. I don't think, no. And I, I said, I actually really appreciate him taking time to actually tweet his support <laughs> yeah. for Deshaun Watson. But I think, I just think that timeline's inaccurate. I think mm. that he is in the top five now. It's crazy, isn't it? How You're, he's just kind of, he's slotted straight in. Oh. And it's, he, Bill O'Brien is, is from that Patriots school of quarterbacking. I know you take the mick about the check, uh, check down stuff, but. We've seen elite guys go in there and struggle to digest the playbook. Yeah, yeah. You look at Ocho Cinco, who went in there, is who was at a time a, a pro, a, a, a sort of multiple time pro bowler. Yeah. With the Bengals, went in there, and and there's been interviews since where he went. I'm frankly, I just couldn't understand the playbook. 
mm-hmm. the, the the verbiage was different the plays were more complex than i expected there was a lot of um sort of free thinking in the sense that if someone's here you do this if someone's here you do this rather than just run your route yeah and um and for him to go in and learn that as a rookie and and it look just simultaneous mm-hmm. um was is hugely impressive but there's a few, couple of plays that really stand out that you know, obviously it was a big time play. Huge throw. The two yard pass to Lamar Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's maybe three or four quarterbacks in the whole league, even when Rodgers is healthy, that can make that play. Whoa. And Brady's not one of them. Ooh. He got okay. spun around. Yeah, yeah. Had the presence of mind to then juke another guy. He waited. He only juked the guy so he could allow his Lamar see, Miller yeah. to split across yeah yeah so he then had the angle to make the throw while being spun again yeah immense yeah absolutely immense he was brilliant and that deep ball to Will Fuller you can't throw a pretty of a deep ball than that so he's um, so impressive yeah he's starting the rest of the way yeah he's through the bye week and uh, yeah and we, we you mentioned earlier about the Browns do they look at Wenson and Deshaun Watson they do now. The answer is definitive <laughs> yes to both of them. <laughs> twice. They whiffed on him twice. Oh. Anyway. Not only, no, not only tw- three times because Wentz they whiffed. Oh, they Wentz was their pick. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, let's ring the bell, shall we? Long-term holdout left tackle Dwayne Brown has been traded from the Texans to the Seahawks. Did you hear what it was going to be for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, the Seahawks were trading cornerback Jeremy Lane as part of the deal, but he failed a medical, so the Seahawks got Brown uh, and a fifth-round pick next year. The Texans get a third-round pick next year and a second-round pick in 2019. Yeah, that's not who it was going to be for. Are you talking about Jimmy Graham? Yep. Well, that was the rumour, but then uh, Pete Carroll comes out saying that's absolute BS. No. It was only going to be a second-round pick in 2019. Because Lane failed the medical, had to throw in a third round pick for next year. Okay. I heard. I know what you heard. A definitive Jimmy Graham. Maybe you heard. He may or may not have caught right. two fourth, down touch, fourth, <laughs> yeah, fourth quarter touchdowns. Saved his uh, Seattle career. Yeah. <laughs> I um, That's a huge addition. I didn't mention yeah. it on the podcast, and I'm super frustrated because last week we had a little pre podcast chat, and I said I think Brown could end up in the Seahawks. Because they've been looking for a left tackle since they drafted Russell Okun and he left them. Yeah. I think Okun was fourth overall pick for him. So they clearly understand the significance of having a, a bookend, um, that side. And you can see you can see flashes of the player that Wilson, we all know Wilson is. Yeah. Um, but the difficulty is the last couple of years he's been injured because he keeps him battered because he's got no protection. Um, or he's scrambling around non-stop. But he, um, Brown is, Brown's, frankly, he plays in an era with some of the best left tackles there's ever been. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean that seriously, the guys out there, we're, we're, there's a there's a glut of left tackles. The emphasis is mm. obviously came in after the Theismann injury. Um, and since then, everyone, every lineman wants to be a left tackle. So I yeah. understand the emphasis and why suddenly now we're in an era where we've just got some immense talent. But Some he get picked first overall. He is in any other era would be a Hall of Fame left tackle. He's that good. Yeah. He's one of the best left tackles in the best era for left tackles there is. So uh, they've picked up someone 
fantastically talented. And and I think to make that trade, there must have been at least preliminary conversations with an agent to suggest what the expectation is fi- financially for them to invest in him long term. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's um, yeah, I think that's a good deal for both teams, frankly. Yeah, right, I guess they didn't so. want to be there. They obviously didn't want to. Well, they didn't have the right figure in mind with regards to investing yeah, in his future, yeah. and they get a second and third round pick for him. So. Yeah. I think all teams are happy and Russell Wilson's the happiest guy out of this whole trade. If you don't get to play him anyway, then getting those two picks is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Good value. You look at Garoppolo, who in theory will be a starting quarterback who, although he's got a very small sample size, quarterback's the most... Beside, well, well, quarterback is, is the most important position in football to get a second-round pick for what will if everyone thinks will be a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. To get a second and third-round pick for a left tackle... Yeah. who's ageing, who wants an extension on the contract, <laughs> is pretty impressive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, we've got still got three games to go through, King. Wow. Jesus, I thought we were going to go quickly. We were not at all. Uh, let's go to... <laughs> let's go to Washington. <laughs> yep. Where Ezekiel Elliott bounced back from a fumble on his first carry to run for 150 yards and two touchdowns as the Cowboys took advantage of a blocked field goal and three turnovers to beat Washington 33-19 in the wet sloppy game on Sunday night yep uh, the game turned in the second quarter when Dallas's Tyrone Crawford blocked Nick Rose's field goal attempt and Orlando Skandrick returned to 86 yards to set up a one yard Elliott touchdown run two plays later instead of the Redskins leading 16-7 the Cowboys went up 14-13 and never trailed again the Cowboys took full advantage of the Redskins bevy of injuries along the offensive line sacking Cousins four times Washington was without star- starting uh, left tackle Trent Williams Another very good. That's one of the guys I was talking about, yeah. Center Spencer Long and right guard Brandon Scherf because of knee injuries and had two rookies making the NFL debuts Chase Roulier at center and uh, Tyler Catalina. <laughs> they could have made that <laughs> easier <guard>. for you. <laughs> two, uh, yeah, just want to say two sacks for Ryan Kerrigan. He's got six in seven games. And David Irving has got five sacks in three games. Uh, one more for Demarcus Lawrence, who's got ten and a half in seven games. Mm hmm. I said he's got a sack in every game he's got more sacks than he's played games yeah he's not got a sack in every game I have to check maybe there's one game where he didn't get a sack is there one game where he didn't get a sack damn it (laughs) yeah he's been he's been incredible those two as I said the other week they swapped him around and it's helped both of them Elliot is going to be a huge loss for the Cowboys because the sixth game has come in it has or has it? Because he's got one <laughs> yeah, more. No, we've still got a couple of days before the <laughs> next game. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, good game by both teams. Yeah, just uh, obviously more points for Dallas. So yeah, it's always good for them. Elliot was brilliant. He was the difference. And also yeah. the the Kirk Cousins went under duress the whole game. Mm. There you yeah. go. I kept it short and sweet. Excellent. Let's go on the Sunday night game mm-hmm. then. Juju Smith-Schuster. Can't say that. <laughs> he scored on a 97-yard touchdown pass from Ben Roethlisberger late in the third quarter, and the Pittsburgh Steelers forced the Detroit Lions to turn the ball over on downs twice in the 20-15 win Sunday night. Juju has a season-high game with seven receptions for 193 yards, and Pittsburgh's defense put up a curtain in the front of the end zone, forcing the Lions to settle for field goals. When they went for touchdowns, the Steelers stopped them. Yeah, and also had the... Very good performance than Steelers, mm. but also the worst attempt at an interception I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Ryan Shazier, who I actually really <laughs> like, but that was terrible. Oh, well. Who cares? Don't care. It was a fourth down. It didn't matter anyway, but... Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, so, Juju. Yeah. Did you see his comment after the game? About his speed rating on Madden? I think they said they had to change it, didn't they? Or he's going to look forward to playing it tonight or something? No. <laughs> what did he say? He said the reason he kept looking backwards while running on the 97-yard touchdown... Yeah was because he remembered his speed rating in Madden was only 82 or 83, so he assumed he was going to get caught. <laughs> he is brilliant. I love He's you, hilarious. Yeah. He's absolutely hilarious. Did you see his bike got stolen last week? Yeah, and then he put a chain on the spinning bike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's great. They did find his bike. I know, that's the, so. that was the comment around the chain thing. Yeah. But he... um. Him and Le'Veon Bell have got the best celebrations in the league. Yeah. Kelsey's up there, to be fair, as well. Kelsey's got some decent celebrations. And the Eagles, as well. Just moves. as a team. The Eagles are good. But those two have set themselves apart. I think they're, mm-hmm. they're the funniest guys to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, and it shows camaraderie. And, and actually, it shows support and backing for this little internal debate you've got with the Martavis Bryant-Juju thing, which, frankly, Juju's not addressed which no. is hugely impressive for a rookie. Mm-hmm. Not to have his ego hurt, just to crack on and actually play immense. Yeah. Um, so that's brilliant from him. Uh, and the team's backed him up, so I like that. Um, I think that's a real good sign for, for the locker room, um, for the Steelers. So that's that's probably more important than the result, frankly, um, for you guys, because you're so talented. You're going to win more games than you're going to... You're going to be in the playoffs just purely based on talent. So the fact you've also got this inner camaraderie, I think, is going to help you with what you'd hope would be a, a long and fruitful playoff run. Yeah. And also, you, you mentioned Martavis Bryant. Obviously, he didn't get traded, which I'm very happy about. I'm not one of those people that say you've just got... As soon as someone says something, you've got to kick him out. I'd have traded him. No. So he was actually on the sideline uh, for the game. All right. On, on which sideline? <laughs> He's not the Garrett Blunt, all right? He's not doing that. But um, there was a... Eli has not had a great... Eli Rogers has not been playing particularly well for us this season. No. He dropped another uh, punt. That was a... No, he that went, touchdown he dropped sorry, was yes, an touch, absolute yeah, touchdown. Yeah, yeah. stinker. So he goes over to the sideline and Martavis is actually talking to him and saying, don't worry, mate, you know, you've got the next one. And I like that. I've got that. some stuff at home you can smoke. No. Chill you out after this stress. I like him. that he actually did that. He he wasn't a pouter. He was, I think he, I think he realises what's going on there. Yeah, he's not a factor, is the situation. No, as soon as you realise that actually they can, the, the world keeps turning when you've turned around. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you probably do need to buck up your ideas and... The fact that the trade didn't get done, no one really came in with anything, means that he's got a chance now to redeem himself for the rest of the season. I'd rather have the alien on, on my side than on the other side of the field. So, I like my Tavis Bryant, and some of the stuff he said wasn't really that bad. It's just the fact that we've had to put up with his suspensions, and then you come back, and the first thing you do is start moaning about how much... Oh, how can you get. be this nice? That really annoy me. <laughs> It's all right. That would really annoy me. Because some of the stuff gets taken out of context as well. Yeah. So. Trade me now. He didn't say that. He did say that. He demanded a trade. Didn't demand a trade. He demanded a trade the second he got dropped down into the practice squad, which, by the way, was hilarious. That is hilarious. (laughs) I want to move on, if that's okay. No. Yeah, go on. Thanks. Uh, Monday night. So, Harrison Butker kicked five field goals. What a great pickup. 
Marcus Peters returned a fumble 45 yards for a touchdown and the Kansas City Chiefs beat the turnover-prone Denver Broncos 29-19 on Monday night. Alex Smith threw for 202 yards in the touchdown, most of it going to tight end Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. who hauled in seven balls for 133 yards in the score. The Chiefs also intercepted Trevor Simeon three times, hopped on two fumbles to beat Denver for the fourth straight time. Yep. Simeon has now thrown eight picks and only three touchdown passes in the last five games, and the Broncos have lost all but one of them. Yep. Only the Raiders gave him some sucker. And, of course, they're not going to be starting Trevor Simeon. No, obviously they're going to go with their first-round pick that they took two years ago. Exactly. Paxton Lynch. No. 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 They're going for... Are they going to go with the second-round pick they took (laughs) six years ago in Brock Osweiler? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That makes total sense. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, (laughs) Our uh, Denver insider, apparently they call him Brock the Rock. Did they mistype? No, apparently <laughs> that is what Denver fans are calling Brock Osweiler now, is Brock the Rock. I'm almost certain they mistyped that second word. Well. Is the R and C close together on there? <laughs> it's just one of those things, isn't it? You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I told you this would happen. You did. I told you this you would happen at the start of the season. I'm so pleased it's happened because you looked at me like I was talking complete <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> it is kind of strange, isn't it, for Paxton Lynch that they'd rather play How Osweiler again. bad is Paxton Lynch? Clearly very bad. They said bad. he wasn't pro-ready. Yes. Yeah. But we know Brock Osweiler isn't pro-ready. so not pro-ready. <laughs> yeah, but we know Brock Osweiler isn't. Oh, How no. not pro-ready is Paxton Lynch? Look, look, the situation is that they've got three quarterbacks, none are pro-ready. <laughs> <laughs> At least Trevor Simeon's got a Northwestern education. He's going to be... Uh, Brilliant. He's a smart dude. Well, he got three touchdown passes and eight interceptions in the last five games, so... That's it. That Do you education's know what really helping you. <laughs> yeah, but he will tell you. That's a three to five ratio. <laughs> it would, yeah. <laughs> Can you put it into a fraction for me, please? <laughs> And with that, King, I don't really want to talk about the game too much. I mean, a good win for the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, their Marcus, stranglehold in that uh, that division. Yeah, Marcus Peters is, so far this season, has been the most frustrating player for me to watch. Yeah? Mm. He's been up and down, hasn't he? He has such game-changing ability. So, one, fumble recovery. Or creates a fumble from absolutely nothing. He then recovers it. He then grabs it with one hand, is flailing it around as he gets tackled. I'm like, you're an idiot. You're going to lose those fumbles. <laughs> then, interception, fantastic. Then, on a third and five, yeah, he lines up seven yards deep when he's playing man-to-man. Yeah. I'm like, how stupid can you be? He's a free spirit. Why are you playing seven yards off when it's third <laughs> and five? He wants to get the interception, doesn't he? That's what he's thinking. How? They're going to throw it three yards and he's going to dive forward. He's going to, he's going to do- Superman oh, for it. Oh, as if. <laughs> he's good. He's not that good. But yeah, he's, mind. he's so frustrating. He's pretty good. He is so good, but he's so frustrating. Mm. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Kelsey's, great game for Kelsey. Kelsey's the best tight end of football. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Better than Gronk this year. Better, better than Gronk. More consistent. This year. Better than Gronk. Yeah. And that's it. 
That is week eight done, King. And oh. trades as well. We got for all the uh, trade deadline stuff. So did, yeah. Whew. Let's have a quick break. I just Can I just say one thing that yeah. I want to see happen? I want to see Tony Romo sign for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> he can already call all their plays from the booth. <laughs> and he's from Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, there you go. It makes total sense. Except you have to play in Lambo and you're freezing cold. He's from Wisconsin. Yeah, but he's got no backspin anymore. You know, his spine is shattered. You want to do that to Tony? No, I like him, him in the booth. Enjoy him in the booth, exactly. I like him in the booth. I think... He cracks me up. Do you know what? I, I think it's a bit schadenfreude, really. I like seeing the Packers fall on their face with a crap backup quarterback. You deserve everything you get when you haven't drafted a good you quarterback. You might have the worst backup quarterback in the league. What? You... What? Might have... What? The worst... What? Backup quarterback in the league. Rubbish. Abs- that is he not is true rubbish. You're right. I'm glad uh, we agree. Sign Brock oh. Osweiler. Huh? Oh, <laughs> no. Brock Osweiler. As if Landry Jones is better than Brock Osweiler. Landry Jones isn't that bad. Oh, he's terrible. Anyway. Who's your backup quarterback? Uh, do you know what? I actually don't know. I do. I do as well. Cardell Jones. <laughs> yeah, Cardell Jones. Exactly. Mm. Couldn't make it as a third stringer for the Bills. Did... Oh, I don't know, actually. He might have done for shit. I was about to... <laughs> I was about to say something then, and I realised I was... Yeah, better not. Better not. Can we take a break now? Nah. Let's take a break. Back for part two. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the week eight recap show and the trade deadline recap as well, King. Indeed, yeah. So we've gone through all the games. Slog, yeah. <sighs> Right, so now, before we go for your picks for week nine, mm-hmm. we need to recap your picks versus Patriot Mark, who uh, threw his hat into the ring last week. He did, yeah. It was close. You both did very well. Out of 13 games, Patriot Mark got eight correct. Okay. You, ten. Chin up, Mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, I mean, he did pick the Bills, and you picked the Raiders. Yeah. But the the real swing games came with the Dolphins-Ravens, uh, Redskins-Cowboys, and Lions-Steelers. Yeah. Don't pick against my Steelers, Mark. That's what <laughs> happens. <laughs> yep. But, still very good. 8 out of 13, you're over 500, so... That's it. That's it. So my 3-1 for the season in... You are. Yeah. Okay. Since is we started a, doing this as a challenge every week. Is there a new challenge? There's Challenger. always a new challenge. Okay. King. There's always a new challenge. Which fan has stepped up to the plate this We have week? now got a challenge from Denver Dave. Is he my, just uh, Dave? My Bronco you keep, insider. You just, keep putting, <laughs> you just keep putting teams in front he of their name. He could be called Dave. <laughs> okay. Witness protection uh, means I have to call him Dave. Okay. Yeah, so Dave has stepped forward and he's, uh, he's picked some games. Best of luck, Dave. Let's see what you think then. Yeah. I'm going to go with Thursday night. Okay. Your Buffalo Bills <laughs> <laughs> at the New York Jets. Bills? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? You took a while to think about that, actually. Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay. Is it just the thought of you, you being a Bills fan? It's just like, <laughs> oh, sounds lovely. <laughs> you got all warm and fuzzy. Bills. Bills. Right, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Who's what's they've gone for? I went for the Bills as well. All right, I'll tell you if it's a if it's a 
different pick. Okay. Uh, okay. So Sunday afternoon, Indianapolis Colts at Houston Texans. Texans. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, Jaguars. Jaguars. Dave's gone for the Bengals. Okay, I'm going for the Jags. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it's a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde te- uh, teams there. So. Yeah. But the Jags lead the league in rushing. They and do. And defense the, is scary. Scary good. And mm. also the Bengals have the slowest linebackers in the league. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints. Saints. Yeah, Saints here. Marshawn yeah. Lattimore is, has emerged as a top five cornerback in the league. He's doing well, isn't he? Fantastic. Uh, okay. They're all... Oh. Off the bye. Mm. Los Angeles Rams. Yup. At New York Giants. Rams. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at Carolina Panthers. NFC South. Who is it? Falcons. Yeah. At Panthers. Falcons. Dave's gone for the Panthers. Okay. I think they're the same team, just the Falcons have got better weapons on offense. <laughs> they both got great defences. They do. One's a bit better. A little bit. Denver Broncos. Yep. At Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. With The Rock throwing this time. <laughs> they have a better chance with Dwayne The Rock Johnson throwing the ball. Eagles. <laughs> Fair play to Dave. He has also picked the Eagles. Has he? Yeah, we've got a glut of fans oh, just not is, picking their own team. This is the thing. People taking this so serious. <laughs> trying to beat me. Mm-hmm. I just picked the Chargers every week, except against Patriots. Don't hate me because you ain't me. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. At Tennessee Titans. Titans. Mm, very quick on that one. Mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals. Yep. At 49ers. Niners to get their first win. Oh, really? Yep. I don't think Garoppolo is starting. Oh, no. <laughs> he might. Niners to get their first win. All right. Oh, actually, they've got so many injuries. Is Buckner still injured? And Solomon Thomas still injured? Don't know. I haven't checked the injury report. That's on you. You're picking the games. Or is Armstead? I just one of them. Oh god. I don't even know he's playing each other. I don't look at these games. Um <laughs> Oh Carl No 49ers. Drew started 49ers. <laughs> 49ers to win. 49ers. Well Dave's gone for the cards. Okay. Um that's that's gonna be a horrible game. Yep. Uh second of the late games. Redskins at Seahawks. Seahawks. That was a quick pick. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, Dave's going for Seahawks. Kansas City Chiefs yeah. getting back to being white hot. Oh, At Dallas Cowboys. Oh, great game. Yeah. Chiefs. Okay. There's no Zeke Elliott. There isn't a Zeke Elliott. Maybe. The Sunday night game. Yeah. Oakland Raiders. Yeah. At Miami Dolphins. Raiders. Dave's gone for Dolphins. Dave's an idiot. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't talk about this that way. 
No, he's done. So, Not yeah. until he's lost. And no, then he's you can done. Take the... so, he obviously like his. I think his opinion's awesome because he listens to the right podcast. But he does. Yeah. Dolphins. He's gone for the Dolphins. They're at home. How many good players do they get for their best running back? <laughs> this was picked before the trade deadline. <laughs> to be fair. So, you know. No. You've got a bit of insider information. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite know. Uh, last game, Monday night, is the Detroit Lions yeah. at the Green Bay Packers. Oh, Lions. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave's gone for Lions as well. No love for Hundley. No. No love. No, 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 no. He's ruined my fantasy team because I had Jordy Nelson. He was playing amazing. <laughs> It's like a black hole of fantasy points. Yeah, <laughs> killed me. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That was that. That's yeah. That's all of them. Okay. Because the uh, Chicago Bears, Cleveland Browns, Los Angeles Chargers, Minnesota Vikings, New England Patriots, and Pittsburgh Steelers are on a bye. Oh, the good teams. So six, and the Browns, and the Bears. <laughs> so six. Oh, thanks for leaving my teams. team in there. Yeah, I'll leave your team in there. Melvin Gordon's getting me some fantasy points. So that's it, yeah. That's it, all done. Yeah. It's been long and king, but it's been fun. Talking about all those trades of uh, elongated the pod a little bit. For sure. But I think it's worth it. I think so. That was a really exciting... Like, yeah, there was loads. And like real key like trades, actually. Like some yeah, big, big trades. Big, big names are, are on the move. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, exciting. So thanks very much for listening, guys. Yeah. Um, thank you, Dave, for as, submitting your picks. Yes, thank you, Dave. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens on those uh, those picks there. Yep. I think there's some uh, some upsets. Yeah, mainly the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> As always, guys, if you haven't subscribed already, please please subscribe and uh, follow us on Twitter at Jim and the King because we do post stuff on there. Um, if you haven't read my blog yet, give it a read. <laughs> You've just got to go to uh, just to jimandtheking.com and uh, it's all on there, including all the archive footage. Um. We might do a video at some point in the next few weeks. Yeah, I bought a sofa instead of a lamp, so... You did? <laughs> I told you to buy a lamp, you bought a sofa. So, yeah, one day it'll be light enough for us to actually make a video in here. <laughs> and, uh, um, but yeah, until next week, guys, I've been Jim, that's been The King, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>